Yonce, y'all. So today we are going to dive into the first impression of Love to Hate You. It is a 2023 K-drama. And that is important for a viewer like me because I do not like watching current day K-dramas. I don't know why. They are usually never good to me. In 10 years, they'd probably be great. But right now, I don't like it. It's got extremely high ratings thus far, which I could care less about. But it is rated extremely high. It is completed. And I just got into it a couple days ago. So let's find out what Love to Hate You's all about. Love to Hate You. I've got more than a first impression of it. I am several episodes in. And this drama stars um, Kim Bin in Utah and Kim ji Let me say before I even, well, I'll just go into it. So what the hell is this drama about? I don't know, y'all. <laughs> All I can say is... Um, the character that Kimok Bean plays is Yomi Miran. And Miran is not your typical uh, K-drama female lead, which is nice. She is very tough. She is a badass. She can fight her ass off. I have to give kudos to the directors or the writer. I don't know who's responsible for this, but Choi Soo-young and Choi, well, they got Choi Soo-young on here twice for the screenwriter. The director is Kim Jung-kun. They wrote her extremely well. Thank you so much for not making her just... She is a Mary Sue. But somehow, someway, you guys were able to make her a Mary Sue that doesn't irritate the living hell out of me. She can fight her ass off when a drunk guy is at the bus stop being harassed by someone who holds a knife up to his chin she comes in and beats the hell out of him she whoops his ass and it's so satisfying and I really enjoy it and I don't know really kind of why I enjoy that so much because she is a tough girl she lives at home with her parents as these k-drama folks want to do in society she is 30-something still living at home with her mom. Is that changing, Korea? Can y'all please let me know what the hell is going on with that? Is that real? You be 35 with a room and shit at your mom's house? Like, that's crazy. Only thing that makes this type of scene more palatable is that she goes to her parents and she gives them a check. And she's like, baby, this is for raising me. And her dad looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing giving me a check? And she's like, look, I don't want you to have nothing to use against me, okay? Thank you for giving birth. And here is my your compensation for it. And I'm moving out soon. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. You can't move out. What do you mean? And, you know, she didn't already made up her mind. So they really can't say much. But the dad being the stereotypical brute husband that he is um you know he kind of getting on the mom's head a little bit and Miran be turning around and she turns around on dad and she's like look I'm about to go to work but leave mom the fuck alone I am not playing with you let me hear you going off on her again I'm gonna come right back in here and check your ass so 
so she leaves the house and i'm like Milan. <laughs> wow she's 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 not playing with their asses let me say for this korean actress because y'all be listening y'all be listening chemo cabine whatever you do plastic surgery wise i get it i know what industry you're in and i know what you have to think you have to do to keep going don't do anything further that you're you're right where you perfect you're you're good don't go any further you're gonna turn into something else and it looks not right but right now where you're at stop there so our male lead baby male leads so this drama is 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 different why because you know in drama land secondly second male lead syndrome is the is the one disease that pervades every drama to one degree or another except this drama has decided that it has a cure for second male lead syndrome and that cure is just to make two male leads yes baby i don't know how please oh well i was gonna say i know how they're doing it but i actually don't know how the hell they're pulling this off for me okay so our male lead his name in the drama is nam kango he's a an idol he's an actor and our other male lead is do Hwan chun when you look at this drama you're not going to know which one is the male lead which i think is on purpose let me just say this this isn't even really necessarily a bad thing or criticism but it sort of is okay you cannot put his real name tuhan chun is kim tion in real life kim tion you cannot put him next to any guy not just utah you cannot put him next to utah and expect us not to um focus only on him utah is not ugly on any day i don't give a fuck what he do he ain't ugly he can never be ugly okay but kim tion what are you down there in Korea doing, baby? What happened? Where the fuck have you been all these years? Or is it just that I'm off the, the mainstream scene too much? Because you are drop dead gorgeous. Is that okay for me to say? And I am a sucker. Complete sucker. I don't really give a fuck what he's saying. That hair on him is just a character in and of itself like on rain and Paiyu. if you haven't heard that episode go listen to it because it's titled rain and Paiyu's hair Paiyu, his hair was an entity separate from his body it felt like are you kidding me what the fuck has kim ji yun i'm going to have to go back in his filmography and go hunt his ass down through the fucking decades to catch up on all of that he is he is not um being starved somewhere you know what i'm saying like he's healthy i mean guys these drama actors a lot of times are 
looking like they're starving themselves, you know. Um, now, Korea is not going to turn you loose with bad hair and bad makeup. I'm going to give it to them on that one. But his body type is just like all man, all guy. Like his face to neck to Adam's apple. Y'all know how I am. The ratio. The ratio. Oh, my God. And because of this, he feels like the main lead. You know it while you're watching him that he's not the male lead. You know it's Nam Kango. But, my God, he is gorgeous. So he's Nam Kango's handler or something, okay? He is the man that gets shit done. He's the fixer. I'm calling him the fixer, baby, because he can fix shit. He can fix me, I think. So, <laughs> okay, so, like, you know, he's, like, busy putting out all of the fucking dumpster fires that Nam Congo sets all around the Korea because he's a little hard to work with. You know, Nam Congo suffers from, I don't know, y'all, baby, I don't know if it's anxiety or depression, I don't know. Can I say something right here? Because Hankukal, y'all be listening. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Pass this on to people you know in the idol sector. Y'all can slow down with all the fucking mental illness, okay? Y'all can slow down with that. Matter of fact, y'all can get rid of it altogether, okay? We know that mentally ill folks exist in society. You know, people have they certain issues that they're dealing with, which I don't consider it. That I have my own philosophy on that, but the bottom line is this everybody that we meet now does not have to be tortured and secretly gotta pop pills just to get through their day. We get it, y'all. We we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. Okay. We please just stop. Stop with the depression and the the fucking pink filters and shit like that. We do not care about that. Yes. We like tortured characters. We like characters that are a fucking mood. We like that. But we also like to see the fact that they can approach life and conquer that motherfucker. Not with the essence of pills, though. So, Nam Kongo, he's the type of idol guy who, you know, it's giving us a glimpse of the way it might be in reality, I guess. You know, he's starring with a an actress on a romantic drama that he doesn't want to do. Like, he wants to do action and stuff. He wants to do shit in his book that's a little higher brow than fucking rose petals and fucking, you know, pink filters all day. And his co-actress is a fucking child. She is annoying. She, uh, in between scenes, when they're trying to do their last fucking scenes of the drama... She all of a sudden shuts down. She does not want to have any makeup put on her. She's sponsoring a brand and she only wants to look a certain way. She thinks she's so damn cute, so pretty that she doesn't need any retouching. She don't need no extra makeup. She just gonna do some cutesy little, you know, hey go shit. And that's gonna be enough for her. And the makeup artist is like, girl sit down uh, so we can finish and she won't and so you know it halts production they have to kind of talk her down from a limb now Congo decides he's going to do that and he talks her down from this limb 
and they eventually have their ending, you know, kissing scene. And what happens when he eventually finishes this scene with her? You know, he's a little neurotic. And so it's immediately after having to kiss her, he goes and he brushes his teeth. He's like <laughs> scraping his tongue with the toothbrush. Like, oh my God, get her off of me. You know, and it insults her because obviously she wants to be loved by him. Even though, girl, baby, y'all are at work. And if you wasn't annoying, you probably could get him. But no, you are too annoying. So, um, Duwan Chun, the fixer, he is just fine. I mean, God, I don't know what else he is supposed to be other than fine for us. I am certain he is doing other shit on this drama, but he's just fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so how does, uh, <laughs> how does Yamiran factor into it? She's a lawyer. And she is applying for a job in a law firm, which is male-centric. There are no female lawyers there. She lands the job. And she's so fucking proud of herself because she's like G.I. Jane. Plus, she done found a good job. Plus, she fired her parents earlier that morning. So she like, damn, great. I get to actually be independent and i don't have to go crawling back to mom and dad because i done gave them motherfuckers everything in my bank account so her gleefulness for getting this job doesn't last very long because she finds out that the only reason she got this job is because the client wanted a female the client was is an older female who i believe is getting a divorce or something to that tune and she doesn't want a male to represent her. She wants a female. She wants to be, you know, she needs a sisterhood right now. She does not need what they were trying to give her, which was her ex, which was Miran's ex. Miran's ex works at this law firm. She did not know he worked there somehow, some way. She didn't know where he worked, even though he was her old boyfriend or something like that, guys. <laughs> So, Miran, what kind of woman is she? She's a woman who is extremely metropolitan. And by that, I mean, she has sex casually, you know? She's not the, the Marian type. She wants to enjoy whatever fleeting youth she's got. She meets guys. If she likes them, they hook up. And it's no further than that. It's not even friends with benefits. It's just pure benefit. She does shit like riding the guy and answers her phone. <laughs> and he is so upset. Like, he's like, um, do you mind not doing that while you doing me? And she's like, oh, relax. I just answered the phone. You're fine. Now let's finish. You know, like that. So they leave um, a love motel one night. And she runs into her ex who has... um something he didn't prayed on and you know she's not even mad about it she's like oh have a good night you guys have fun now okay meanwhile the side piece that he's with is upset because she's devastated not realizing that the guy she was with was not being truthful with her so she's now working at his firm and she's trying to get her bearings where 
Nam Kango, the idol actor, factors into this whole thing is that he constantly do shit to make people sue him. Like, idols have to do certain shit under cover under uh, 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 behind the scenes like not necessarily nam kongo but you know they get somebody pregnant they got to get rid of that baby they can't just be having the rando babies shit and that's where this unscrupulous law firm comes in because they go and they settle with the woman for several undisclosed millions of one and that lady disappears the problem is solved Miran has a real ethical issue with that because obviously she's G.I. Jane and she's all principled and she does not appreciate that shit. And she makes that clear that she doesn't like that. But she's also swallowing the huge pill of, you know what, I can't exactly come in here and kick ass toward my goals. I'm going to have to have a different approach up in this motherfucker because I can't just kick ass when somebody says something at the conference table that I don't like. Not and keep my damn job. Nam Congo gets sued and, you know, this company has to represent him because of obvious reasons. They are the cleanup crew around Korea and he has designated them as his lawyer and eventually he designates Miran as not only his lawyer but his let's just say his trainer as it were finally Congo lands the role that he's been salivating for all these years an action role where there is some romance in it but there isn't so much romance that he feels like he wants to hurdle himself off of a building so he's training for this role and it's a role where he's got to be an Emino type you know how Emino just kicks ass effortlessly I love when Emino kicks somebody don't you like that but anyway except he's executing all of these moves in their practice sessions in the gym where he's you know doing his fighting choreography and the trainer is looking at him like, huh, that's good for somebody that fights like they went to Harvard. I need you to get dirty. Like, I need you to fight dirty. I need you to fight like a thug. I need you to fight like somebody who hits below the belt. You know, like somebody who's street and who's scrappy, who had to learn how to fight when they was little, just to be able to to get home from school. I need you to fight like that. I don't need you to come in here and show me an instruction manual on fighting. I need you to have been schooled in Hard Knocks University. And so Nano is like, Congo is like, okay, uh, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with my style at least, but okay, I'll give what you're saying some consideration. By the by, Congo is able to run into Miran as she has one of her frequent opportunities in public to kick some ass. Congo is enamored with Miran. First, because their first impression was the worst impression you could possibly have. She doesn't like the smug look on his fucking face when he walks through the law firm with his handler, um so she sticks her little five 
size four foot out and trips his ass to the point where he trips wipes out in front of all of the candidates to interview for the position that she initially she eventually wins and he wipes out in a way that's just undeniable i mean like he lost 50 points he lost half of his cool points when he wiped out in front of everybody and ever since he did that he's always suspected that she did that shit on purpose and he confronted her at a karaoke one night as they were celebrating um her becoming the females the older woman's uh lawyer and they went out and he celebrated he confronted her and he was like look um i can tell you like me or something and that's cool because everybody likes me i like his um arrogance it is extremely palatable it is not offensive it's cute and it never makes me cringe he just tells her like it is i mean most women like me and i know you kind of like me because look at you you following me around i mean why are you in the hallway the bathroom while i'm here and she's like what and he's like yeah you like me and she's trying to fit in how she can tell him to get away from her before she smacks him in his face but you know she kind of plays along with him and pretends as though she likes him because he confronts her and says bitch i know you tripped me on purpose and while you standing in my face smiling your ass needs to uh apologize so she's like so i'm die I didn't mean to do that. I promise I didn't mean it. And he's like, bitch, I also know you did the shit on purpose. It wasn't you just stretching, trying to limber up for the interview. You did the shit on purpose. And she's like, I am really sorry for all of that. And it's just a misunderstanding. I am such a fan. I could not control myself. I have no control over that and he's like "Mm, whatever and so you know he goes away after you know that awkward meeting in the bathroom area of the karaoke bar he has an opportunity to see her again and she's catch she has caught his eye he is totally you know (laughs) the infection is setting in quite nicely for him and once he sees her fight, it clicks for him and he invites her over his house. And he's like, look, I know you tripped me and all this shit. And I still do not appreciate that. And you creep me out a little bit because every time I turn around here, your ass is. So, boom, this is what we going to do. You're going to be my bodyguard and I'm going to pay you whatever you want to get paid. But you're going to not only be my bodyguard, you're going to teach me that shit you just did. And she's like, what? I don't understand what you mean. And he's like, yes, you do. Money fighting the end. And she's like, okay. And he's like, well, give me a demo. I want you to show me. And he gets up and they're in his living room in his house. And she takes him down so quickly, but gently. And he's like, yes, this is what I need. I need you to show me how to fight like this because I have a role coming up. And it depends on you giving me that scrappy. You scrappy. Like, you fight in alleys and shit. I don't know how to do that. So, I need you to show me how to do that. Kim Tion, he is constantly, for the second time, he is having to kind of um nurse 
one of the aides that works with Congo. She drinks a little too much and he constantly has to like, you know, sit outside of the convenience store with her and let her, you know, reveal her low self-esteem shit to him and he's like okay yeah ha 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 yeah but just stop drinking so much and you might not have such a low self-esteem and she's happy and you know she commemorates that by more drinks because she's a complete lush and then the second time she has to do that and she's got that stereotypical struggle look where they curl the actress's hair put some glasses on her make her skin tone pretty ruddy also that when they reveal how much of a swan she is later in the drama it can be undeniable that she came all the way up and I suspect that this is going to be his love interest interest Kim Tian his love interest is going to be this mousy ass assistant that I can't not be bothered to get her name because again they have her looking so toe up and so struggle that I don't even know if I'm looking at her in the casting credits. So I could not give you her name even if I could find her. So what do I think is going to happen in this drama? Number one, I think obviously Gorgeous is going to get some love. They have to. And um, obviously our two leads are going to love each other. And can I say this? Let me, let me. Let me give a con before I give the pro. Do not ever pair Utah up with somebody. He is star material, first lead material. He, I get the impression that they felt like they had to give us Kim Chiyun as his tag team, like as his partner or something in this drama, like, it almost gives me the impression that they didn't think that um, Utah could 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 handle his own with this drama. He is so capable. He's so charismatic. I cannot ever wait to hear what's going to come out of his mouth next. Because not only are his words always just something novel, but he sounds, his voice, the tenor of his voice reminds me of Kim Taeyong. V? Oh my God, that is V's like long lost uncle on his mom's side. He is extremely sexy. He is sexy. Now, he does not give you the, you know, melt my clothes off just by looking at me type of thing that long hair is giving me, but he's not supposed to because his aesthetic and his aura is, is different. Will you guys please not ever do this again? Do not give... Do not insult Utah by giving him a male lead that's in the exact same position as him. He needs a second male lead, not two first male leads. I am insulted. Now, what I suspect may be more of the case, and I could be totally wrong because I think he's gorgeous, is maybe Kim Jiyun is the one who needed to have Utah as you know, his partner to bolster his star ability up. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's how it worked. But if you have Utah as the first male lead, as, you know, the ultimate, the top couple, why would you do that in order for Kim Tian? You know, I just don't understand what the perspective was on that. To me, 
Kim Chiyun needs his own drama. Hello, Korea. Are you listening to Ardoxadong? I need Kim Chiyun in a lead position in a drama soon. He may already have them because, like I said, I go into my dramas blind. I don't really like to do a lot of research. But um, he don't need to be sharing it. If he has had a lead, he don't need to share it again. Okay? No, he is not too old for us. The the K-poppers, no. We, we don't need our people to be 18 in order to enjoy them. Kim Chiyun is a mature man. I love that. He is well in his 30s, if not 40s, and he is scrumptious. Um, Nam Kang Chu, or excuse me, Utah. He is mature, gorgeous. Love it. I don't need him to be 18. No, thank you. We want men, actual men. Men, thank you. Thank you. Now, what is my pro? <laughs> I think I already said it that I think Ta is gorgeous and I think he's sexy. And I just cannot wait to see him turn that on Miran because I think it's going to be a treat to see. Thankfully, this drama is completed so that when I really get into this drama and can devote more time to it i can just binge it and it can be a complete experience but that will do it for my first impression of love to hate you i hope you have enjoyed this episode and i will talk to you in the next drama